0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craig Avon, Ireland, and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message.
1: Morning. Um, I I literally, and I know sometimes when I say this, people say, yeah, 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 Dave, we've heard that before. You always say you're just going to be five minutes and you take about 30. Um, This morning, I want to try and stay as close to my notes. I'm going to try and read through as much of this as I go because uh, I feel it's really important at the end. I'm going to invite Philip at the end just to pray for a few people in the room, to pray for all of us in the room this morning as well. So this morning is a moment of, of refocus for us um, in, in a few different ways. This whole day, I feel, is, is a day of refocus for us uh, as, as a church. And I would really love to encourage you, and again, I'll explain why in a little while, but I would really love to encourage you to please tune in tonight uh, if you can. It's not just going to be a moment of, or a night of just dry information. It's not what it's about. At the very end, we want to use it as a moment actually to pray a prayer of commission over everyone, including you, as part of your in the body of Christ, we feel that this is a key time of, of recommission for for all of us. This this past weekend, Phil referenced earlier on, uh, we've gathered with the Debar churches, and the theme for the Debar gathering this year was the return, and we focused it around Hosea six, verse one, which was simply this: Come. Let us return to the Lord. And uh, we, wanted, we wanted to simply explore what it meant for us individually to be a people that would return ourselves to follow Jesus, to commit ourselves, center ourselves in him. But also what it means for us as the church, that for us as the church, that there's a call upon us to return ourselves to the Lord and his ways and his plans for his church Jesus has said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. And so we wanted to ask, what are some of the things perhaps which we potentially need to return ourselves to? You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I shared on the word recommitment. And and during that time, some of these thoughts uh, I shared as well, that the purpose and the heart of the church was, was never about an individual. The purpose and the heart of the church was never about a team of paid professionals that would carry the load, that would do the work of this. Jesus commissioned every single believer. Jesus commissioned a body. And when we talk about refocus, we want to remind ourselves of the call and the high call that there is for us as believers. It's really easy to call yourself or to give yourself the label or the term of Christian, particularly in our nation where you don't really have to lay down your life in terms of physically having to die. If you call yourself a Christian, it can sometimes be very easy to call yourself a Christian. It can be very easy to call yourself saying that you're part of the church. But we must once again focus ourselves on the high calling that this brings with it. It's more, we've, you know, we've always said this than simply just the ticket to heaven. It's submitting ourselves to the lordship of Jesus, saying that everything we have is his We want to be a people that are surrendered to follow him and his ways and his plan for us individually and his plan for us as a church. And this is what we shared a couple of weeks ago, one of the verses, this verse which is key for us as Christians, as believers. Jesus says this in John 14, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Jesus had a purpose for his bride. Jesus had a purpose for his church. Yesterday at the Debar gathering, um, one of the contributors was a guy called Adam Cox who leads the church in, in Kansas City. Uh, and he shared a word just from Numbers 11. In the context of Numbers 11, uh, the children of Israel are starting to complain. The situation that they're living in, thats uncomfortable. It's maybe similar to, to some of what we're experiencing even at the moment. I'm Moses is feeling the load and the weight of carrying the responsibility of leadership. And he's saying this to God. He said, God, I can't carry this burden alone. It's almost impossible for me to do. And God says to him, he says, Moses, he can see and understand this. And he said, Moses, go and choose 70 other men from the children of Israel. And he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some of the spirit that's on you and I'm going to place it on them. It's a moment of Delegation. It's a moment almost of painting the picture prophetically of what the church was about. Again, not about one man, but about an equipping and a delegation and a release of God's spirit over other people. And in Numbers 11, we read about two of the elders that were actually anointed for this purpose. We read these words and it says, however, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the spirit also rested on them. So like all the elders who had gone out to actually receive the anointing, these guys didn't go, but yet the spirit still rested on them. And they start to prophesy in the camp in front of all what seems to be like the ordinary people. They start to hear the prophecy and the word of the Lord through these men. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And we read about this then. It says, Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. It was almost like in this moment, this is what Adam was sharing with us yesterday, in this moment, Joshua had felt like was not willing to relinquish his understanding or his thought on the way things should be. He had been used to something for years and the way things had been, and it was almost like, this is how it should be, Moses. You should be the person that's doing this. And Moses is saying, why are you jealous for my sake? He said, God is doing a new thing. Moses is saying to Joshua, I wish that everybody could prophesy. I wish that everybody could do these works. And two weeks ago, again, in that moment of when I spoke about recommitment, I shared that while Jesus had commissioned the body of people, not just one or two skilled people, somewhere in our story, in our history, things turned and changed from what they were originally planned to be. And suddenly the church became institutionalized. The church became no longer about a priesthood of all believers, but focused around simply just one or two individuals. And if I'm being honest, I've been part of that as well. And it's really easy to get comfortable in that. It's really easy to have got used to this is the way church should be. We've grown up in church here in Northern Ireland. It's really easy to say this is the way church should be. But in these times of refocus, we want to remind ourselves again of our story and our call as the church. In these times, the Spirit is once again refreshing and renewing the church of Jesus Christ. The Spirit is once again recommissioning us all to step in. And the truth is, again, almost like what it was for Joshua. We can desire the church to be what we've known it to be. But I don't know about you, the reality is in these moments and in this time, sometimes the things which we really want to glean out of church, particularly when we come to something like what we would experience on a Sunday, it's been really good being in the building, hasn't it, over the last few weeks? But yet with speaking with lots of individuals and probably just what I've really sensed myself, while it's been great being back, it hasn't really fully been the experience of some of the things that we've had before, There's been certain things which we haven't been able to do, so I don't know about you, but one of the things which we have to do because of the safety measures, the practical serving team will come and will it's not their fault by the way, we're not blaming the guys in the yellow vests, but they will come and they'll place you in your seats because we have to do this and at the end we'll release you row by row and one of the things which we're not able to do as easily and as well in this moment is by being able to relate one to another. Being able to talk and to have a conversation. One of the things we're not able to do well and easy in this moment because of restrictions is around prayer ministry. We don't have the space. Again, because of some of the safety measures, are not able to do this at the moment. It's, obviously, we want to try and leave space again at the end, even of today, to be able to pray and impartation of some of the things of the Spirit. But there's certain things which we want, and we almost expect that when we can come to a gathered moment like this in a church on a Sunday, these are the things that we love to be able to experience that just don't seem to be there. And the reality is, and the truth, and this isn't doom and gloom, we just don't know when this is going to end restrictions have been tightened during this past week it seems to be that this could potentially go on in some sense of a cycle that I don't, we don't know no one knows what way it's going to be but the question is is that rather than looking at the negative of that the question simply to ask is this what if in these days God is decentralizing things and releasing and re-engaging the priesthood of all believers, is re-engaging and recommissioning his whole church for everybody to be able to do many of the things. Simply, we believe that through this, COVID hasn't been God's idea, but God is out working his purpose through it. And through this, one of the things that we believe God is doing is recommissioning his whole church. And so simply just in three or four just simple ways, how I feel which we can step into that. Um, in in these coming months. And so for some of those areas which we feel could be lacking at the moment, how we want to just keep our eyes and our focus on it, but how we want to call one another to it is simply through things like this. Phil's already mentioned life groups. Don't worry, I'm not going to go off on a tangent and talk about life groups. I could talk for ages about this. Um, But this is a really key way about how we could support and encourage one another when we, we miss the opportunity to take a prolonged period of time to engage and relate in a space like this on a Sunday because we can't get it. Life group is a key way which many people are able to receive it. Phil's already mentioned as well, it's going to be a key focus for us going forward for pastoral care. We still have a care team in church that will help with key areas or areas of of deeper crisis which we will still be involved with. But life groups are going to be a way in which we can, can engage in the journey with people, how you can be journeyed with through the good and the bad in your life. Life groups are a key part for us in this, and so if if you would like to relate to one another, if you would like to be cared for and to ha- offer that to other people, I would love to invite you to be part of life groups again. Speak to me; that's my email address. Don't send me joke and prank emails to this, but if you would like to uh, if you would like to engage in life group, you could email me uh, and get involved in this, and we will get you signed up. Well, one development um, just o- over these last number of months. At the end, that's why I want to get filled up again, because we want to pray for a few people in the room this morning. One development over the last number of months, Joy, Joy Proctor, uh, who's, who's sitting down at the side here. It's, um, it's, it's a changing season moment uh, for Joy. Uh, their, their family has been growing and increasing in number. Um, And just recognising just the support that she and the help that she wants to be to her family. Joy has led our pastoral care team in church so faithfully over the last number of years. Joy is still a key part, thankfully, of our pastoral care team. Um, but just in this moment, she just feels just the need just to lay down uh, the leadership uh, of, of that team. Phil is going to, to carry the, the weight of, and the load uh, in that and, and leading up the team. But at the end of today, we, we want to honour, Joy. we're going to be praying for you at the end of today. We just want to say thank you for your faithfulness uh, over the years uh, and all that you've done in that. It's it's a changing moment when it comes to prayer ministry as well over these uh, during this time over the last number of years Paul McElwain uh, has has led the prayer ministry team in church so so faithfully uh, here for us and just again just through changing circumstances Paul just reckoned that it was a changing season moment for him as well still. uh, willing to be involved with uh, praying. That's not stopping either for Paul. Um, and, and over the last number of months, we've uh, just been in conversation with, with David Legg uh, just recognizing just a change and just different things is happening with prayer and prayer clinics and things within the church. And Sharon Parker alongside him as well, um, just th- bringing a bit of a steer to some of the things within church. And Sharon is going to be helped to lead and coordinate our prayer ministry teams whenever... <laughs> They become available uh, in church. We, we don't know when that will look like and what it will look like, but when it comes to that point, uh, we'll be engaging with them. We have a video on the screen that I'd ask Sharon just to record for me just uh, during the week, and I'd love you to watch this and just to give a bit of a highlight in our thoughts about how we could refocus ourselves around prayer uh, in the coming weeks and months. So let's, let's watch the screens.
2: Hi, Sharon here. I'm just touching base with you this morning about prayer ministry. As you know, prayer ministry is so vital and so important. It is where we see God's power come at times in works of miracles and in healings and in breakthrough in individuals' lives. As a church, we had already discerned that God was doing something new around prayer ministry before COVID. COVID came and has just caused us to have to pause. Um, And as we have paused, we have really been discerning how God is asking us to move forward with prayer ministry. So as we move forward into all the new that God is doing, I want to really challenge and encourage you to step out. And the verse I have is the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives within you. So in this season, there are three things that I want to encourage you to do with prayer ministry. Number one, in your family, in your own homes, begin to explore praying for one another and asking God to break through, asking God to heal, laying hands on one another in your own homes. It may feel unnatural, but it should be the most natural thing in the world as we seek God for one another. Number two, in your life groups and in our friendships in church, please be reaching out and asking for prayer from one another. Have a WhatsApp video call, have a Zoom call where you pray over someone who's really struggling in your friendship circles. Number three um, is prayer within the church. In this season, we can't do prayer ministry the way that we did do it, but we would still want to offer and pray for those of you who really need prayer ministry in this season. If that is you, I really want to encourage you to email prayer at emmanuel-church.co.uk. I will pick that up and be in touch with you um, in the days ahead. So bless you, and we will continue to keep you updated on prayer ministry.
1: Thanks Sharon for that great word and so yeah it's, it's not as if we're saying for one moment that people aren't doing this already in, in your lives but it's just we want to recognize that we feel that this is a stepping up moment of those things in our lives so rather than having to be the focus that we got to go to church to receive those things actually we are the church. <laughs> And so God is releasing those things. Again, if you want prayer for any deeper areas of things, as Sharon has said, this is the email address uh, that we want to make available, that you can request a prayer appointment throughout the week, and the guys can set up um, uh, an opportunity to be able to do that. Some other things, just very briefly, let me just race through these. Um, some new staff that we're going to be praying for tonight, I wanted to show you their pictures today, so that for you guys as a church here in Lurgan, you know and understand who these people are. Sometimes we say names, and because we know them, uh, everyone else is thinking, of who is that? So I just wanted to share you some names and some developments. And kids over, over the last while as well. Joy Gilmore, uh, who has been a kids' worker for us here in church, so faithfully doing that. Joy has felt just the, the call and the nudge, just of the Holy Spirit, just to step back into nursing uh, in a full time capacity with that. We want to bless Joy this morning as well on part of these prayers. But Matthew Frogan. Um, has is uh, come in two days a week for us now as a kids worker alongside Heather, who's still leading the kids team, and those guys are doing an incredible job with that. Within youth, um, during this past year as well, Grant, um, at the start of the year, um, began new employment with with REACH overseeing the, the, the team there in, in Dungannon. Um, Grant for years and years has been such a faithful person within youth uh, and this morning we want to honour Grant for his commitment uh, to the church family here in Emmanuel for his commitment and his heart for young people and, and one of the things that could be no greater testimony actually to Grant is that for the team that is now going to step up and lead within youth this is not going to just be about one youth pastor there's going to be three part-time youth pastors are going to pick it up how the influence that Grant has been in their lives and for these guys now because of what Grant has invested in them being able to pick it up. So with them, Tara, who's already been in, Tara is going to be three days a week as youth pastor for us and alongside her we're going to have Robbie. Um, Robbie Norton is going to be in for a couple of days a week as youth pastor in that role and Ryan Osborne as well for two days a week. These guys are going to lead this as a team together and uh, a focus of so we'd really love you to be praying for them in, in this new season. Another key moment for for a person who's uh, we cherish so much in the church is Tash. Um, this is a key couple of days. I think tomorrow is D-Day. It's so day for Tash's baby. Uh, and so uh, this morning we want to pray and bless uh, and just give and release our love and abundance to her and Andrew. God has blessed them with a new house that they've just got to think moved into over the last while as well. It's an exciting moment for them. Uh, and so we just want to honour Tash in this moment as she goes into maternity leave, which she is already on it at the moment, uh, and just pray a prayer of blessing for her. Susie Moore um, this, is, this is Susie's photo that she said she wanted up on the screen. Susie, um, has, we just felt as we prayed just around us um, about who would be the person to come and to take on some of the maternity cover for Tash. Susie was the name we felt the Lord really place on our hearts for it. And Susie is, has stepped in now to really uh, take up this role uh, in, in three days a week. And so Susie's going to be sending out lots of the communication and helping to coordinate teams. And then finally, last three, and then I'm going to get Philip. Um, within Compassion, um, during COVID, we were during lockdown, we were able to receive and uh, secure funding for two new posts within Compassion. One of them is around the area of Hope Rising. Jackie McCrum, who was one of the key dreamers uh, and the person who wrote the Hope Rising course in the first place, we've been blessed to be able to employ her, to now train and equip other people and uh, to do Hope Rising and in other churches as well. So Jackie's going to be in a couple of days a week. And then another post which we receive funding for, this is Suzanne Hannah, she's part of her Portadown church. Suzanne's going to coordinate this pathway of journey to health. Uh, I'll be sharing a little bit more about it tonight. So rather than taking the time for it, I just want you to know the faces so that you can see this. And then finally, Rick Preston, um, obviously a key part for us as church grows and as things momentum continues to build we need to be continuing just to raise and develop leaders and Rick is uh, helping to lead uh, this, the leadership training pathway and coordinating it as well and so tonight we're going to be praying uh, for all of these guys just in their new moment but this morning specifically it's not just about the new people that are stepping in this morning we want to pray and bless and release and commission individuals for, for their new season and for what God is doing in this new moment for them. And, uh, and the last thing just to say as, as Phil comes up uh, for this, and I'm going to invite those people just to stand in a wee second, for us uh, as, as we come to this, again in this moment where we feel of decentralisation, not as if, listen, gathered church is still key, we want to continue to tweak and change things. Gather church is still key. We want you to continue to come and to be part of this. But what we're saying is that we feel that this is an equipping and a releasing moment for every day of our lives to step up, that the priesthood of all believers would once again step up and shine, that the bride of Christ would shine, that we would support one another in all these ways. And so tonight, this is why I just want to finish and say this, tonight when we come to that moment of reposition, tonight we're going to finish. Phil's going to be praying a prayer of commission, not just over new staff and current staff but over all of us and tonight I actually feel that it's going to be a very prophetic moment as we do that, that as Phil prays and commissions you guys as the church that you're not going to be in this building but you're going to be in your homes and tonight as you receive that prayer of commission that it would be upon for you and your family in your homes to just live it out in your homes and in your everyday lives. For me I feel that it's, it's massively prophetic as, as we do that and so tonight I would love you to be part of that with us. As as I close, and Phil can can pray into this, I I would just love this morning if any of these people are in the room. So, Joy, I see that you're here. Joy, if you could stand up for me. This is Joy Proctor, again, who has led our our care team. Um, If any of the other guys are in the room, if Tash is here, I'm not sure if she is, Joy Gilmore, uh, Paul McElwain as well, Grant, if any of them are in the room, it'd be great for them to stand as well. Uh, And what I'm going to ask Phil to do just is to come and close, just pray a prayer of blessing over us. Can we give... Joy, a round of applause. Give all these guys a round of applause for their, their faithfulness.
3: Thanks, Dave. Joy, um, I know some of the rest of them are going to be in the second service. I was going to say to you, but I thought, no, I'm not. Just thought of set you up. But um, uh, and I, I, can I just say, like, I appreciate the fact that you're still in the team because I don't think I could do this without you. And um, so I really appreciate you've staying in the team realized the season shift and um, we just wanted to say we didn't want to let that slip without just saying a massive thank you to all that you've done to the unforeseen stuff because there's loads of unforeseen, and sometimes these are the heroes that do this so father i just want to pray for joy this morning pray for joy gilmore pray for grant pray for tash as they go into these new seasons god that you would just minister strength to them Lord, thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for what they've done and thank you for what they're still going to do. And Lord, I pray, Father, just in the developing of new seasons, God, that you will just bring fresh hope, fresh dreams and blessing. We pray especially for Joy as she minds her her little family, Lord, that you would just minister strength to her as she imparts into them. Thank you for godly mums and godly grandmoms thank you for godly fathers and godly grandfathers and father we just pray that in these seasons lord we lift tash to you we pray god as she prepares for i know tomorrow is her due date um but as she prepares to give birth that you would just bless her again we thank you tash um you're probably watching i'm sure Um, as you prepare for motherhood, I pray God's blessing and riches upon you. Um, Can I just pray this prayer over us all as we leave? um, Ephesians. I love this prayer in Ephesians 3. For this reason, Paul said, I bow my knee before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. And according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length of, and the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and evermore. more.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.